0: Good morning, guys, and it's Ainsley Michelle here from Sober, and welcome to episode nine of Sober TV and the Sober Podcast. So today, I want to share with you the last five Sober Philosophies of the ten Sober Philosophies. If you want to see the part one version first before you see this one, then all you need to do is click on the link above. Above. Whichever platform you're on, it is available. Anyway, so these so philosophies are mantras that I've used to help me in my sobriety journey. And, and so these are great for just having handy to pull out in those moments where you're feeling a little stuck and triggered and you feel like a drink. And you just pull it out and be reminded of why you're doing this. But it's also handy just to have stuck on your fridge or, you know, in your wallet. I've also got in the Sober Tribe app. You can download wallpapers with the sober philosophies, as well as five other ones as well. So there's like, as a non-alcoholic drink menu. There's ways to handle friends and family comments. You've also got daily sobertivities and heaps more. So to download the app, all you need to do is go to the SoberTribe.com website, S-O-B-R-T-R-I-B-E.com website. There's a free version, and then there's also a special introductory price version. At the moment, it's $11.99 Aussie dollars a month, and you get Sober School, over 100 meditations and hypnosis, a journal with 450 plus journal prompts, daily motivational quotes that pop up on your screen every morning progress tracker and so much more so let's get started into number six so number six is release the agitation lose the desire this was a really important aspect of my sobriety now I, you know, when I first started doing this, I was going down rabbit holes of the whys and the hows and the what's. And yes, it is really good to understand those things. But baseline, we're really releasing your trigger and your desire to drink. And so what happens when with addiction, in any addiction, is that we create this agitation in our body. So you've got this addiction, let's say alcohol. What happens is, and I'll give you a scenario it's friday afternoon and you had a big week at work and you want to go home grab a bottle of wine put your feet up watch some trashy show or movie and just forget about the week so you drive past the bottle shop now because you're in this sober journey there's this part of you going no 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 right so there's this resistance and this is actually harder than if you just drank like people that well those of us who were in that drinking state where there was no question that we were drinkers and that was that we didn't have this agitation this is more about the conflict of choice and the agitation that you create in your body when now you are conflicted about making this choice so back to the scenario so you go to the bottle shop but there's this part of you that's resisting it because you know that you're not doing yourself any favours. You're not feeling good. You're you just you're hating this, right? You're at that point with your drinking. You're hating it. And you, you feel like you're hating yourself for doing it. So there's that no. But then there's the yes part of you going, yes, 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 yes. Now, if you decide to go down the no road, no, I'm just going to drive past and go home. Then you go home and you sit there. And then you get all of, or you probably even got it before that. Probably the minute you decided no, you start getting that agitation in your body. It's anxiety, right? It's that oh, I should have it. I wish I could have it. Once you start thinking about it, that's the addiction. You can't not think about it. And so what happens is that you're feeling all of these feelings in your body, and that is what you're trying to release. That's that's where when I did my own sobriety, I went to the guts of that, of like, okay, what, what do I need to really get rid of? And it was releasing my emotional attachment to alcohol and everything around it and everything I felt about it. And that made it really easy for me to let it go. There's practices involved and I will do other videos on that and what those practices are. But And if you just check out the channel, you'll see that there's a lot of other different videos that elaborate in different areas as well. But when you have no trigger towards alcohol, so let's change the scenario. So say you're you're at that point where you just have no trigger. It's Friday afternoon, you feel tired, you've had a big week and you think, I'm gonna get a pizza. I'm gonna invite such and such over. We'll just chill out, have cups of tea, watch a movie and relax, okay? So now you've created this scenario where you can still enjoy yourself, but you're just not feeling triggered about alcohol. And so while you're in this space of having in this conflict of choice, because this is the thing, you're still giving yourself a pass. And we all go through this process. Okay. So it's perfectly normal. People beat themselves up. Like, why can't I stop doing this? I'm still doing this. And I hate myself for doing this. It's part of the process. But You can speed the process up by going, what are my triggers? How can I let go of my emotional attachment to these triggers? Normally, the fastest way to overcome that agitation and that anxiety, because you're sitting at home now, you've got no drink, and you're still thinking about it, it's still in your brain, around and around, wish I did, I wish I did, I wish I did. So you, you feel like you've only got one choice, to get rid of that feeling. And guess what that is? Popping open a bottle. While you have that option open to you, while you still have that gate open to the yes, right? So you're you're still going to create this agitation in your body. Now, when you release that agitation, when you release that trigger, when you don't have anxiety around not having a drink anymore, then it just becomes a moot point. It it becomes like there's just nothing there. There's no... But right now you're creating this cycle for yourself, okay? While you're while you've still got the door open to the drinking, um, if you're fine with that, that's okay. But if it if it's really giving you a lot of grief, then you need to close the door on the yes, like completely. And now here's here's the here's the part what that you need to address is the feelings of agitation. So you sit in that feeling. And you can use emotional freedom technique. Tapping is an amazing way of, of releasing these triggers. That's that's what got me over the line. Like I did a lot of other different things. There's all different things that you can do, but that's ultimately what got me over the line was emotional freedom technique and tapping on my triggers until I just didn't feel triggered anymore. But I lost all of that conflict of choice agitation that I had in my body. And you'll be able to do that too. So... That's number six, which brings me to number seven. Letting go sets me free. I do use the language quitting drinking, stop drinking, that sort of thing, but it's more so because that's what people recognize. So for example, if someone comes across my video, then letting go of alcohol isn't really gonna resonate so much as quitting drinking. So just bear with me for a sec um so that's that's kind of what i talk about at the top level but underneath is helping you let go of your relationship with alcohol so if you think about a toxic ex that you dated when you were 16 for example right now i'm sure by this point if you're you know in your 30s 40s 50s i'm sure that you're not really overly attached still to that toxic ex. You've let go of it. You've gotten on with your life. So this is how you want to see alcohol. You want to let go of it as an entire concept. And I do have a process for this where you lay out all of the aspects, all of the whole pattern of what you're doing. And then I ask you, can you let it go as an entire concept? And in this process, people start to feel a tug. And that's what's showing up for them as that agitation of fear of, of doing that, okay? So that's that's what that exercise is about. And so when you let go of your emotional attachment to alcohol, when you let go of your everything that you believe alcohol is, when you let go of any meaning that you've put around alcohol, it doesn't have a place in your life. There isn't. There's no love, but there's no hate There's no anger. There's no... Because, you know, if you're angry at alcohol for doing this to you, then you're putting the responsibility outside of yourself, which doesn't help you at all, okay? No one else is doing it. Yes, there's probably traumas, there's experiences there, there's conditioning and all of that, okay? So I'm not saying this is directly your fault, but it's your responsibility to do the things that you need to do to make this happen for yourself. And so when you let go of it, you just... It just doesn't have any, there's nothing around it. And so that's what you want to aim for is letting go of your need for alcohol. Okay. So number eight, my only pain comes from not accepting what is. So we create struggle. Okay. And that comes from being too much in the past or getting too much caught up in the future. And so when we create this internal struggle, that's where the pain comes from. That's where all of our emotional pain comes from is because we're trying to pull away from the future, the fear of the future, but we're also dwelling on the past. And when you don't accept where you are right now, when you say to yourself, I should be here, I should be doing this, I should be happy, I should be this, I should be that... You're actually creating more pain for yourself. When you go back into the past where you go, I should have done that. I should have done this. I should have said that. I wish I'd said that. Then you are creating more pain for yourself. When you just sit in this present moment and go, you know what? I'm accepting everything I've done, everything I've said, everything I don't have right now, I'm accepting everything. Everything as it is right now in this order, as I sit in this room, watch this video or whatever you're doing right now, okay? I accept this moment. That's where your peace is. And it's interesting that when you accept where you are, so if you're a day, like daily drinker and you're not accepting that you're a daily drinker, then you're creating more pain for yourself. When you sit there and like honestly do it, not like rah, rah and paying lip service, but actually sit there and just go, Hmm. and sit in it and be okay with it and just sit there and go yeah um, i accept that i am drinking a lot of alcohol you take the emotion out of it you just you just say it as it is i am drinking alcohol it's affecting my relationships it's affecting my family it's affecting my life i accept that now people do struggle with this because it's like but if i accept it it means that that behavior is okay okay we're not saying that. What we're saying is that while you keep beating yourself up, you will keep feeling really crappy about it and you will stay stuck in this cycle. And so when you start accepting everything as it is, everything that you've done, the people you've hurt, you know, hurting yourself, when you just accept it and just be in this place of, okay, I'm cool, right, I've done all this. And, and that's that's ultimately forgiveness. Um, then you find that place of peace and it is way easier to start moving forward from that acceptance place. Number nine, I am not a label. I'm treading carefully here, okay? Because I'm sure there's probably some people that might be watching this that have done AA, I don't know. But if you're labeling yourself an alcoholic, and I'm really passionate about this as well. I don't wanna go too deeply into this in this video, because otherwise this video is gonna go forever. but I am going to do a separate video on this. So think of it like this. Say the doctor says to you, you have got eight months to live. Now, you've got two choices. You can either start packing up in your head. You start packing up your life. You start preparing for your death. Or you go, fuck you, man, I'm going to live my life. You hear about this all the time, where doctors say you've only got this, this amount of time to live. Yes, some people pass away. But then there's the ones that go, no way, that's not happening. And they defy the odds, okay? They do whatever it takes to pull themselves out of the lowest of the low and get themselves back into whether it's health or fixing or just, just making their lives better. And then they live on many, many years so calling yourself an alcoholic in my opinion this is just my opinion i'm not saying it's fact but this is my opinion calling yourself an alcoholic is like giving yourself a death sentence it's like that final thing of going you know and i see people in aa groups like they've been sober for 40 years and they're they're still in that energy of like i'm always in recovery and i'll always be in recovery and i just think this is a lim- such a limiting belief. Like, why do you want to be like that? Like, why do you want to label yourself so that you can spend the rest of your life le- like living by that identity? Why? Why would you do that when you're a million different other things? And so when you label yourself, like, again, just being careful here. Now, you, you could be... Drinking in a way that deems you as medically diagnosed alcoholic, okay? So I'm just being really careful here. But if you look at it like that's who you are, then that's ha- that, all the decisions you make is going to manifest into this constant being on tenterhooks, being on guard, being in resistance it, throughout your life. When the other way, you can just go, screw this. All right, maybe I have been labeled an alcoholic, but this isn't going to define me. I'm not going to let this in. Look and think ahead. Think in like 20 years time. Do I still want to be calling myself an alcoholic? I didn't. No way. God, no. Why? Why? When you can do so many other things with your life. So labeling yourself, while it's okay to start with, Don't let it define you because drinking is something you're doing. It's not something you are, okay? When we label ourselves like that, we define our whole lives by that. And number 10, sobriety is just me in my natural state. That's all that's going on is you're just now deciding to stay in your most natural state permanently. That's it. I haven't really got a lot more to say about that. So you, you used to alter your state and you, that's, that's just what you did and that's what we all did, right? But now you're, you're not. You're just, you're just, instead of drinking the next time, you're just staying. So the, the minute you woke up with that last hangover, now you're just staying in your most natural state permanently. That's all you're doing. So that's it for the 10 sober philosophies. If you're ready to escape the alcohol trap then join my stop drinking in 30 days challenge over 30 days we work together to help you let go of your desire for alcohol so that you can socialize and live your best life without worrying about the drink we separate you emotionally from it you eliminate the cravings you you deal with the triggers that keep making you fall back into this pattern and reframe the whole way that you see alcohol. So all you need to do, the link is in the description and click on that and I hope to see you in there. Have a great day.